You're listening to The Tradie Show. This is the podcast for trade business and contracting bosses like you who want to lead with confidence, make more profit and create a better lifestyle. We're your hosts, Andy and Angela Smith, husband and wife team and co-founders of Lifestyle Trading. Are you ready to have some fun? Hell yeah! Before we get into today's show, why don't you come and meet Andy and I in person? We are coming to a capital city near you. Lifestyle Tradie Live is an event for every trade business owner who wants to change chaos to control, get back their time and make more profit. There is a better way to run a trade business if you know the right structure and systems. Register now by heading to lifestyletrady.com.au and get your ticket today. Go on, you know you deserve more freedom. Now, let's get on with the episode. Well, this is big. Welcome to a new season of The Tradie Show. Yes, season 10. This is a huge milestone for the podcast. Yoo-hoo! And we just want to say a big thank you to all of our long-time listeners out there. And if you've just discovered The Tradie Show, we're so happy to have you with us. And we are kicking off season 10. And guess what? We are changing things up a bit this season. Yes, indeed we are, Andy. We're actually introducing a new weekly segment called Ask A&A Anything, where you and I will actually unpack a listener dilemma relating to their trade and contracting business and providing ideas and practical ways to solve a specific problem. So you say A&A, is it Andy and Ange or is it Ange Ange and and Andy? Totally, Ange and Andy. Yeah, I bet it is. I bet it is. (laughs) Well, that is awesome and it definitely will be interesting, but more on that later in the show. Jumping right into today's conversation, Ange, there are a few things holding many trade business owners back when it comes to marketing. Yes, for sure there are. So we do see it all the time and I do understand why, but most trade business owners start their business without clarity on who they want to attract as customers. So instead, they end up simply working with absolutely any and every every customer that comes their way. Exactly. But that is the problem. Are they coming their way? And what I'm hearing when I ask tradies, what are you doing for marketing? A lot of their response is word of mouth. Mm. And can I just say right here, right now, that although word of mouth is great marketing strategy, you cannot rely on it alone. Yes, correct. So the problem we see is that most trade business owners either don't think marketing is important or they actually just don't know what to do and therefore they actually do nothing. So do you want to know the problem with that approach, Andy? Well, I'm guessing you're going to tell me anyway. (laughs) I am. Yeah. So if people, your potential customers, don't know you exist, then how will you win any work? Because no customers equals no business. So the moral of the story is market or die. Uh Yeah, that's sounds pretty vital. But you're right. I guess the answer is yes. It's true. Market the right way or die. So what I see in some trade business owners and what they're going through at the moment is blowing a stack of cash on marketing that just isn't bringing in the customers that they truly need. So that's true because not all customers are created equal. We actually started this conversation in episode two. I think it was season nine of the Tradie Show where we actually talked about ditching your D-grade customers Mm -hmm. using the ABCD customer mix. 
Yeah, if you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend you do so. But in a nutshell, we take you through a process of ranking your customers into A grade, B grade, C grade and D grade customers. Yes. So let's assume you've listened to that episode and you've either moved up your D grade customers to C, your C grade customers to B, or perhaps you've actually taken some drastic measure and moved on your D grade customers. These guys are the ones who are disrespectful of your time. They never pay you on time or perhaps ever and actually haggle on every point. Yeah, D for dicks. And they're absolute time wasters. They're soul destroyers. And you know what? At the end of the day, you may not even get paid. Whoa. Yeah, look, here's the thing. Without the D graders in the mix, you'll want more A grade customers, right? So in fact, perhaps you've even created time for them now. But let's go back to this question of who are these customers? The question you need to ask yourself is who is your ideal customer avatar? Yeah, a customer avatar is a detailed profile of your ideal customer. That's right. And the more focused you are on your ideal customer avatar, the easier everything becomes to being super laser focused about your marketing so that you attract who you want to work with. Yeah, take a moment to think about your trade business and who you would really love to see walking in the door, so to speak. Yeah, more specifically, Andy, to understand the who, you've actually got to shift the way you think. You have to understand your market segments first, what I call these residential, commercial, industrial, whatever that you work with. Basically, the style of work you do. And then start thinking about the actual human that you interact with. That's the person that I want you to explain to me. And you also want to understand the demographic and the psychographic traits of your ideal customer as well. That was a big word, isn't it? I was lucky I got that out, actually. (laughs) (laughs) So this demographic (laughs) demographic is like age, their gender, income, and where they live, straight through to psychographic, like personal outlook, their opinions, what they're most interested in, their attitudes, their values, that kind of stuff. And knowing all of this will also help you say no to certain marketing activities because you're confident it won't interest your ideal customer avatar. Yeah, spot on. Let's face it, you can't speak to everybody out there with a giant megaphone. Your message will get totally lost. So what happens is you end up putting money behind untargeted marketing strategies that actually don't hit the mark. What that means is you're literally throwing money away. Yeah, and it ends up being really disheartening for trade business owners who feel a bit hopeless about their marketing activities, yet they cling on the hope that something, sometime, anything will work. And if you're doing that right now, it's definitely a dangerous place to be. Okay, so here's the opportunity. When you know who your ideal customer is, this will affect every stage of your sales and marketing process and you'll get traction every single time. Well, you'll feel excited actually about your marketing and your trade business again when you've got those all important A-grade customers contacting you. Plus, you'll actually finally get a great return on investment. Boom! That's what we're all after, right? You want your marketing to be an investment, not an expense in your business, and you want to get a high return from that. Yeah. So the benefits are massive when you know who it is you're trying to speak with and persuade and influence. It's actually far easier to find someone when you actually know who you're trying to find and far easier to create and even write those marketing messages when you know what's even important to them. That's right. And when your marketing is targeting the right audience, you'll connect faster and not waste your money on resources with that scuttergun approach. 
Absolutely. And with every cent you spend, you'll actually get a return on investment, which means very clear and better business decisions. I tell you what, there's a lot of good stuff right here, Ange. You know, knowing your customer avatar is actually one part of a very important formula to get your marketing right. Do you want to share what that is? Yeah, look, perfect timing. So knowing your customer avatar is only one part of a formula that we call the three M's of marketing. These are actually core fundamentals of marketing your trade business. It's really going back to marketing 101. Yes, because we love talking about things in threes, don't we? (laughs) You know what? It does seem that way. So let's go back to the three M's of marketing because you do need to do all three well. So the three M's of marketing are market, message, and media. So let's talk about all three individually. So firstly, you've got to understand the who. This is the avatar that we've talked about. And then secondly, what are you actually even going to say to them? Like, what's your message? What are you talking to them about? What's important to them? And then thirdly, where are you going to play? And what I mean by that is what media or channels are you going to use to attract your ideal customers? The point is, where do they hang out? Because wherever they are, that's where you need to be. You've got to do a combination of all three well to get those A-grade or ideal customers that are choosing your trade business over competitors. Yes. So I actually want to go a bit deeper on the what, meaning the message, and then I want to cover off the where your customers hang out. Yeah, working with Lifestyle Trady, we definitely cover lots of detail to discover your specific avatar. Yeah, and you know what? The most important part of the what is your ideal customers are emotional beings. They actually buy on emotion, not logic. That is so true. And your marketing messages need to move someone into taking action now. Yeah, through your marketing, what feeling can you make your customers have? So think of it this way. It could be love, it could be pride. Maybe it's greed, it could be guilt, and it could actually even be fear. Yeah, just like talking about the importance of safety switches, for example, it it taps into the feeling of love because people want to protect their family. Yeah, exactly. That's a great example about, say, a residential customer who owns their home. And hence, you're communicating as a sparky the message about something important to keep their family safe. That's right. Or you could tap into what's happening in the media like a fire broke out in your local area, only discovered that the house had no fire alarms. <laughs> Another great example that taps into fear. Hey, you're full of good ideas today, Andy. Yep, that's me. The thing you are communicating is important, but how you say it, what emotion you play on will be the deal maker. Yeah, look, ultimately, what are you going to whisper into someone else's ear to attract their attention? Mm. Uh, Not in a weird way, (laughs) of course. (laughs) Okay, okay. In wrapping up the three M's, where do your ideal customers hang out? By this, I mean, where are your ideal customers spending most of their time? Is it online? Is it offline? You know, it could be Facebook or Instagram, YouTube or TikTok, magazines, old school brochures and flyers, you name it, all that stuff is out there. But how are you going to get the most from your marketing buck? Yeah, absolutely. Look, the purpose of today's discussion is to introduce you all to what we call the three M's of marketing, this market message and media so that it will help you better understand who your ideal customer is, this avatar, what you should be saying to them and where to find them so that you can market in the first place. Yeah, and now that you're aware of this, can you see how it will really benefit your trade business. So get out there, go get them. And as I say, 
it'll pay off big time for you if you put this in play. Yes. I'll leave you with this. Marketing success can only come when you market the right stories and message to the right people. We've actually got a cheat sheet that has over 120 different marketing ideas that fall within this formula. I'll put a link in the show notes so that you can download it and check it out yourself. Okay, now, drum roll, please. We are going to ask Andy and Andy anything, anytime. Hey, hang on, hang on. Oh. A, a and A means oh. Ange and Andy. Oh, Andy anything. and Ange. Okay, okay. We uh, Let me do that again. Okay, it's about time. We're going to ask Andy and Ange anything, anytime. Yeah, we're going to start off with this new segment with a great question that I'm hearing lots from around the traps at the moment. One listener is specifically looking for feedback on implementing a four-day work week in their trade business. Oh, this is a controversial one. I know it's been rolled out across lots of corporate companies recently. In fact, Bunnings is even doing a trial at the moment. Andy, let me ask you this. What are your first thoughts about the four-day work week for the trade industry? Well, to be honest, I'm really sitting on the fence. There are a few ways to implement this though, but basically the four-day work week is based on the 180-100 model where workers receive 100% of their pay for only working 80% of their hours while maintaining 100% productivity. Mm, there I are, don't know. There are actually a few things to consider like what is the best model or approach because there are actually a few and then also the pros and cons to you being the owner, the team and your customers at large. I think the trick is not one size fits all um, with this model and the approach, to be honest, there's got to be other ways of doing this. You know what? In trade, probably the most, let's call it, popular approach to the four-day work week is working longer hours on those other days with a fixed day off and maybe having like two teams, like team one working Monday to Thursday and team two working Tuesday to Friday. Definitely. I think this is probably the best model for a bigger style maintenance business. You're still available all week for your customers. I think that's probably the point, right, is that you need to consider how this affects your customers. Because if the entire business adopted working four days with, say, a Friday off, this could actually mean lots of lost work for you, which is money and profit. Yeah, and that's when you're a business that's very reactive and customers can ring you at any time. And let's face it, customers are more and more demanding and less patient than ever these days. And they won't tolerate, you know, that you're working for a four-day work week and, you know, potentially they're going to be three days away from the next time you can turn up, especially if it's got a bit of an emergency feel about it. Yeah, I suppose looking at the polar side is we are hearing that it's helping massively with um, attraction with regards to, you know, finding new incredible staff and especially for retention and team motivation. Yeah, that's that's true. And we've got to find ways to attract and retain new team members and including the new generation of worker from Generation Z. Yeah. We discussed this at length in an episode called Are You Ready to Lead Gen Z? That was in season nine. There are 
are definitely a few things to think about in this, like where you fit into the equation. So if you're considering this, the four-day work week, it needs to serve you too. This is so not about you as an owner working more just to cater for your team to be working less. Yeah, agree. And I think with a lot of things, when you add this kind of stuff to the business, you think, well, I can just pull it away. But you've got to be careful because sometimes what you start, it becomes quite hard to take back. Yeah, look, that's right. And that's why I think it's important that we talk about what the options are in case any trade or contracting business are considering it. We don't want anyone to implement the four-day work week without considering pros and cons and the different models that there are. Yeah, and we'll be covering this topic in a heap more detail in an episode dedicated to the four-day week. And we're going to be doing that a bit later in the season. Yeah. You know what, Andy? I know you are a fence sitter on this topic, but I'm looking forward to discussing this topic in detail with someone who has adopted this in a service-based business. I'm actually really keen to hear the varied ways in which it actually is working. Yeah, definitely. I'm really looking forward to that. That as well. But I'm sure for now, this has helped our listeners start to think about the four-day work week. And as we said, there's a lot more to come on this topic during the season. So Andy, we've covered a lot of ground today. We sure have. And I reckon we should free up our listeners' ears. Yeah, <laughs> it's time to wrap it up. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Subscribe to The Tradie Show wherever you get your favourite podcasts. Rate and write us a review. Or for more information about Lifestyle Tradie, head to lifestyletradie.com.au.